0: Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas will be meeting President Trump in Washington in less than two weeks. And President Trump says that he is going to demand that the Palestinian Authority stop funding terrorists and their families. That is right. As we've reported, it is written into the PA's law. It is part of their law that they sponsor acts of terror and either pay the terrorists themselves or if they're not alive, they pay their families millions of dollars, over $300 just last year alone. The more killings that they get, the more money they get. I mean, it's just completely outrageous. And President Trump says he's going to put a stop to it. Now, I can't say for sure, but this definitely leads me to speculate that the president has been listening to the Yaakov M. show because we've been discussing this. We've been asking the United States to please crack down. And look, it might be, he might read the Wall Street Journal. I'm sure he has other sources, but Something to think about. My name is Yaakov M. Remember, bonus show, bonus weekly roundup. You can get the code either by following us on Twitter at From News Channel or emailing the Jewish News Channel at gmail.com. A little later I'm going to answer a question that was posed by a listener. He left a voicemail for us on the From News wire. And uh, the question was we talked about the AP and the mainstream media of course, refusing to call what happened in Fresno an act of terror, and they refused to call many terrorist acts an act of terror. And he said to me, I don't get it. I understand that they don't like Jews. I understand that when things are done against Jews, they don't call it an act of terror. They don't call it anti-Semitic. But this was non-Jews against non-Jews, Americans against Americans. So why is the media so afraid to call it an act of terror? What, what is their agenda? Great question. We're going to answer that in a moment. It's very fundamental by the way, about the disease known as liberalism and what it's all about. But uh, getting back to Mahmoud Abbas, not so fast here. President Trump says he's going to demand that they stop funding terror, but he says in return he's going to offer something. And look, these are just reports. we got to see how it all unfolds. So I'm not jumping to any conclusions. I don't know. A lot of things get thrown around and then uh, don't come to fruition. So let's not get too up in arms. But... The report is that President Trump says, if you, Mahmoud Abbas, stop funding terror, stop giving millions of dollars to families of terrorists, then we will not move the embassy to Yerushalayim from Tel Aviv. That's what he's saying. Now, this gets me concerned. I'm a big fan of President Trump. He's done phenomenal things. And when I get concerned about things that he does, I got to speak it out. I'm going to be as straight talking as possible, and I want you guys to understand that doesn't take away at all from his incredible accomplishments and how much I believe he's going to transform this country. But look, we've got to call a spade a spade. We've got to tell it like it is. And here's the thing. Hey, Mahmoud Abbas, please, please stop doling out millions of dollars of terrorists. Please, and here, we're going to pay you. We're going to bribe you. We're going to offer you a bribe. Like, stop killing Israelis. We'll offer you a bribe. They're a state sponsor of terror. We shouldn't have to beg them. We shouldn't have to bribe them. We shouldn't have to pay them. It, this should be something which should just happen because we say it should happen. And more than that, because we're giving them hundreds of millions of dollars. So they're basically forking over that money to terrorists. We're almost state sponsors of terror. Hey, Mahmoud, guess what? No more money. You keep doing this, no more money. Threaten him. But that's not what's happening. And aside from that, I'm concerned because if you think it's the right thing to do, Israel, Eretz Israel is a sovereign nation. They decided Jerusalem's their capital. Who are we to disagree with them, who are we to dictate anything? You know, do you go into other countries and say, "Sorry, you think this is, you know, Paris? Sorry, France. Paris not your capital." Sorry, England, we're going to put the embassy somewhere other than London. Doesn't work that way. Uh, so, so that troubles me right there. How do you have a right to punish Eretz Yisrael as a way of bargaining with the PA? Again, these are reports. We have to see how it goes. And I want to give you the flip side for a moment. Let's pretend, for no, no. every president promises they're going to move the embassy and they never do. So let's go to the other end for a second. Maybe President Trump is saying to himself, listen, too controversial, and I'm not saying I want him to, to be doing this, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. Too controversial, can't do it. We cannot, I know I promised, everyone does, I can't move the embassy to your Now, I'm not going to do it anyway. Now I have a bargaining chip because Abbas thinks I'm going to do it, so I'm threatening to do it. Now guess what? I can use that to leverage and say hey hey abbas listen i'm about to move this this thing i'm going to move the embassy but you have a way of stopping that and that then he's actually using it as a negotiating tool to pressure mahmoud abbas and he wasn't going to do it anyway so that's the flip side we've dis, we've discussed this and we've seen this in the past and this is right out of president trump's book the art of the deal where you go to an extreme give an extreme threat when you're negotiating he's a big negotiator he loves it And then you sort of come back to the middle and they think they've won, but really you won, which is brilliant. We saw this with China where he said, I'm going to label you a currency manipulator. We're going to cause you all sorts of problems with trade. And then he said, you know what, I'll give in, I'll cave, but you guys have to crack down on North Korea. A couple of days later, China was threatening North Korea. Now they stopped buying North Korean coal. So I really, really wonder what the real truth is. You know, is this embassy move going to happen anyway? Is this something Trump's thinking it's not going to happen and winking to Netanyahu not going to happen anyway? So we might as well use it to our advantage. Again, there are a lot of different aspects. Maybe none of it's true. You know, maybe, who knows? Why is he giving away all those negotiating chips anyway now a week and a half early? I suspect he's really just trying to throw Abbas off his trail and uh, to kind of sneak in and and have people not knowing what to expect throw everyone off balance. Trump's a lot smarter than anyone gives him credit for after all this time, all the things he's done. And people still don't give him the benefit of the doubt, unseating 16 formidable candidates, unseating the Bush dynasty, the Clinton dynasty. I mean, the guy's sharper than people give him credit for. So let's see how that all unfolds. Like I said, I'm a big fan. When you guys hear me criticize him and you think, oh, oh, Yakovim's against Trump. No, no, no. I mean, sanctuary cities. Judge Gorsuch. I mean, he's already the Keystone XL pipeline, and he's already taken gotten rid of a lot of regulations that Obama placed and environmental stuff. I mean, he's accomplished a ton in a very short time. I'm a huge fan, but you know, sometimes you got to ask the, the tough questions. Now, all right, moving on. Uh, I, as I said, I was asked by a listener who called in. What's the, what does mainstream media care? Why not label him a terrorist? He's a terrorist. His name is Corey Ali Muhammad, and he, he screamed, chanted, Alu Akbar" when he killed these people, tragically, sadly. Uh, what, what are we afraid of? Why not just call him a terrorist? And it really lies at the heart of fundamental disease called liberalism. And it really has two aspects to it. Number one, political correctness has gotten to such an extreme that the liberals believe you cannot judge anybody. You can never judge. You can never label people. You can never look down on somebody. That's how extreme and insane it's become, is any time you look at somebody, oh, he's a terrorist, uh, he, he he's, a, he's a criminal, he's a convicted murderer, you know, the, the, this guy's a communist. Any time you label anybody, then even the, no matter how bad that person is, you somehow are guilty of a crime because... Everybody has some reason they're doing it. They're misunderstood. A guy shoots up uh, a church full of twenty-eight people. Well, what was his childhood like? What really led to this? This is society's fault, and we can never ever blame anybody for anything. That is at the heart of liberalism. And and the second that you try to to to, to actually discipline somebody, the second that you try to actually give carry out justice. And, and label people for what they are, then you become the bad guy. You become the bully. You know, liberals, there's no bad guy. There's only one bad guy is the bully. You know, how how can you, Republican conservatives, how can you be a bully? How can you decide who gets money and who doesn't get money? That, 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 that's not fair. How can you label somebody uh, a, a, a member of radical Islam? How can you say that? Don't you know what his upbringing was like? Don't you know that it wasn't his fault? He was indoctrinated as a child? That's the major, major flaw and sickness. It's a sickness of liberals. So when you label, it's not the the act per se. It's that when you say this is a terror act, you're calling the guy a terrorist. He's a terrorist. Don't you see what drove him there? This was society. You're calling him a terrorist. You're saying he's guilty. Liberals refuse to accept guilt. They always want to give everybody a pass. That is number one. And And, and that's where the political correctness has just gotten insane. You can't even... You can't even call some somebody who's evil evil because listen, you, you have to see their side of things. We have to be above that. They actually look down on you if you judge and you label somebody. Then you're, you're 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 the bad guy. They actually look down. We're above that. We're better than that. We don't call him a terrorist. We sympathize with him. He's he's a victim. Now number two, and this goes even deeper, and this is the core, and it's really really frightening is that the liberals believe that everybody is equal. Deep down, there is no such thing as different groups. So there's no such thing as radical Islam. There's no such thing as women versus men. There's, there's no such thing as rich versus poor. And if there is, that's only because society has unfortunately set up a situation where people are, are unequal. And we have to change We have to bend over backward to, to equalize everybody. I mean, it's really socialism. It's really Marxism. And deep down, by the way, they would forgive a terrorist, too, even a true terrorist. They would say, "Look, you know he 's just one of us. he just had a different upbringing, he just comes from a different background, he has a different worldview i mean, look like we said the new york times let 's uh let's uh, let's terrorists write op ed pieces because this is the exact same thing because they want to hear their point of view, right Marwan Barghouti and others so 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 that's at the core of liberalism. It's all about everybody being not just equal, but everybody being the same. That's why they can't handle it. If you make a ton of money, you have to give. It's not just we ask you to please give your money over to poor people, be compassionate. You have to. You owe it to them. You owe it to the poor guy. The poor guy has every right to your money. That's really how they view it. You know, If somebody suggests that men are built differently than women, by nature they're different than women – Women have advantages over men. Men have advantages over women. We're different. No, 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 no. We're all the same. And that destroys society. It's it, Needless to say, it destroys society. So uh, that's where it comes from. When you label this person a terrorist, you're judging him. You're saying he's not like everybody else. The rest of society, they're good. This terrorist is evil. Now, all that really comes back to what's at the heart of this all, which is radical Islam. We all view radical Islam as the biggest threat to society. The liberals actually flip it all around. And they say, radical Islam, look at the whole world cracking down on radical Islam. They're, bu- they're a bunch of bullies. Conservatives are a bunch of bullies because they call it radical Islam. Obama wouldn't use the term radical Islam. President Trump does. So what's, what, what, what's happening is it got all flipped around. Because the liberals are so twisted, they actually view the radical Islamists and the Islamic fundamentalists as the victims. They're the victims because the whole world is out to get them. How, how dare you? How dare you label these people? They did a few bad things. They kill a few people. They have a story to tell. They, they have an excuse. So that's where, where how extreme it's gotten, is that liberals view the radical Islamists, and the even some terrorists, they view them as the victims because they're being uh, attacked and condemned by normal society. So therefore, they, to them, it's the biggest insult. It is the most offensive thing. You call somebody a terrorist because that's the big bully uh, who, who's, who's fighting for good, but they don't view it that way. The big bully is stepping down on the little guy, on the guy who's suffering, on the struggling martyr, on the victim. So I think that's the answer to that question. All right. Thank you all once again uh, for joining us on The Yaakov em Show.